people need an income that's guaranteed to them. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. You need to get serious about adding some lower risk. Greed. I don't like greed. The thing to be afraid of, honestly, is the thing that we're not thinking of, the black swan event. There's a tsunami coming. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Just coffee talk. There's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter. Who do you listen to? Who do you not listen to? You have to stay focused. A fun and informative look at the issues of wealth, retirement, and protecting your life savings. These advisors out there that were trained to sell, 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 and have all these fees, fee, fees, they don't want to talk, talk, talk about this product because <laughs> so they make less, less, less money. <laughs> and now, Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Hello again and welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers of Zinnia Wealth. You can find us online, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. And uh, if it's time to talk about your retirement, you have found the right place. Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Sharice, how are you doing today? Oh, just fantastic. Good, good, we're, good. We're past the candy eating phase of Halloween, yes, and yes. now we're off to the turkey <laughs> gobble gobble eating phase pretty soon. So my goal is no sugar till Thanksgiving. <laughs> really? Okay, we'll yes. see how that goes. I know. <laughs> I, I read that inflation is hitting the turkey this year as well, and the bird flu has hit the turkey business this year. So turkeys are going to go. Last year it was $1.15 a pound. This year, $2 a pound for turkeys. So. What? Well, skip the turkey. Who likes turkey anyways? <laughs> well, we've done ham in the past on Thanksgiving. And uh, and then, you know, every now and then we'll do something just goofy and go out and have Chinese or something just so the family gets together, you know? Yeah. Goodness gracious. I'm in charge of the fried turkey this year, too. No do you wonder. actually do that? Do you do you go out on the, on the back patio and, and drop it in the oil and the whole thing? Yeah. Or? You know, we... We used to do it in the oil, and so then, and I got this this thing called the air fryer okay, that makes okay. a cooks a turkey, mm -hmm. which is great, just on a normal day, but not on Thanksgiving. You want the real peanut oil <laughs> fried fat turkey, <laughs> and so I don't have that utensil anymore. So I'm thinking about buying one of the big containers and doing the real peanut oil. But I'm telling you, it's a dangerous thing. It is very <laughs> much so. There's every year there's somebody that goofs that thing up. That is for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, what we don't want to goof up is. Our retirement. And that's why we are here to talk about your feelings, your concerns, your fears, really, as we look at this market and things like that. We just went through another interest rate hike and the Fed continues to raise at uh, 75 basis points. They hinted a little bit that they might pause a little bit and just kind of sit for a second and say the things that we've done, we don't think they've kind of kicked in yet. We don't think the effects are there yet, so we might sit. But they said they are convinced that they are going to continue to raise interest rates. So what does that mean for us? If you're close to retirement, what do you have to do? Here is Ken Polkari, one of the analysts on Fox Business. It's not to the point where you have to light your hair on fire and say, you know, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out because it's a disaster. I think you have to have a strong defensive portfolio to weather this storm. Don't let your hair on fire. Okay, so <laughs> keep your cool yeah. and be defensive. Defensive. So, Sharice, what does that mean? What does it mean to be defensive? Um, it means to take a stance, get a little creative, and start to really be more of a forward thinker on investments. And, and so uh, the defense mode just means... Should we really have technology stock? So let's go back all the way to January. And if you own technology stock, well, 
when interest rates go up, we know technology stock, NASDAQs, you know, the Amazons, Teslas, all those, they, they start to go down. Mm-hmm. So what would have been a defensive move knowing interest rates are going to go up earlier this year? Well, it would have been, hey, let's capitalize, keep what we've made in those tech stocks, and let's go to something that's more of a guarantee, even though it might not be an absolute guarantee. Maybe we say, let's pull back the reins and and look at like dividend stocks, like the you know Kimberly Clark. Everybody needs toilet paper, and some people need diapers. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, it pays an average almost a four percent dividend consistently. Of course, they can always take that away, but they've been very consistent. Even though Kimberly Clark also took some losses. Everything took losses. So it was a defensive move to maybe move from technology to some of those, the staples of our universe, like Colgate and Crackle Barrel, where they're paying a dividend even though they're losing because we're still getting paid. I I consider it like that almost a 401k match in in a different way of a a sense to look at it. So you're just being defensive. But I mean, that's just one way. If you're going to play the stock market game and you want to stay in the game and make money while the market's going down, right? The other thing is defensive. Uh, we should have some short-term bills and notes in our portfolios mm-hmm. and I-bonds. That, that's a great defensive play. You know, you can put $10,000 into an I-bond. If you have a trust, you can put 10000 there. And there's a lot of different ways to put money into an I-bond. But what about the bills and notes? I mean, these short-term three-month, six-month, nine-month bills – they're quite incredible. So why not have a couple of bucks in there for the income that you're going to be living on for the next year or two for short, short term. And then the third defensive play along the way is, do we look at the indexing strategies with the insurance companies and with the structured notes and there's indexing strategies with the CDs. And so that's just another bucket that is playing a defensive role when markets are going down because a lot of those types of investments won't be going down. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So there's a lot of defensive plays, and a lot of people should have been working on this early in January. And even now, it's not too late, because I'm going to tell you this much, Randy. Right now, markets are, you know, going up, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I want to do a math equation. Let's say you have $100,000. The stock market goes up 80% on your $100,000, and you made 80%. Okay. Well, now you have $180,000, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But let's just say the next year, year two, the stock market takes that dive that we're possibly expecting and it loses a total of 50%. So now, was it better to leave our money in the market, make that 80% for the second year to lose 50%? Or was it just better to get that 5% guarantee that they have out there right now that's just guaranteeing you five, 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 five for five years? What, mm-hmm. what would be the better option, Randy? I would think that the more conservative play would be better. I mean, when I think about the math, 1 to 180, then lose 50%. Now you've got 90, so you're $10,000 down from your original $100,000. And or you have your 100 grand and you make your 5% that first year and then you make your 5% that second year, right? And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that would be a defensive play to say, you know what, we're going to take a bunch of this exposure off the stock market and say for the next five, four years, let's go with that 5% guarantee every year. But if you're young, do I think you should do that? No, I don't. But if you're in a season of life where you're five years before retirement and especially in retirement, I would say 
we should have taken some exposure off the table back in January. And even today, because we really don't know what's going to happen, right? We, we just don't. And I would park some defensive dollars in a 5% guarantee every year. I'd park some of that defensive dollars that were in the stock market into the bills and notes. I would take a few of those dollars and put it in maybe uh, one of the insurance indexing strategies. And then I would also leave some money in the stock market and maybe buy some of those really, really good juicy dividend uh, stocks that we, we choose and are always changing here. So that defensive play that you're talking about, it's an absolute must when markets are going down and then they're, they're rallying up and then they're going down even further. It's very confusing, Randy. And anytime there's a stock market crash, the market goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down further, it goes up a little further, it goes down a little further. And it's like groundhogs day every day but every other day gets a little worse well, and so it's like it teases us interesting that you kind of laid it out like that because i expect my financial advisor my retirement planner to find those places in the market where there's growth you've said there's got to be a bull market someplace and and find that area for me but what you're also talking about now is my retirement planner they look for the areas of protection so not only are they looking for areas of growth but they're looking for areas of protection and I don't know that a lot of us know that and expect that or even understand that, that there are areas out there that as you move around in sectors is what you're saying. I think you've mentioned in the past dividend yes. paying stocks in the energy area. Energy has been very good. And yes. as tech has gone down, energy has gone up. So looking for that bull market. Right. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of my sectors I'm loving right now. And I'm still loving my Devon Energy, mm -hmm. paying that killer dividend. And, you know, gas prices are going to go up. Hey, guess what? Devon Energy is most likely going to continue to pay that beautiful dividend. And if it goes down, we notice they still pay a generous dividend. And so that's that's changing sectors when sectors need to be changed. It's really simple. There's only 11 sectors out there, basically. You got the energy, you got the consumer staples, you have technology, healthcare, utility, you name of it, real estate, the, the gold, and there's 11 of them. And not all 11 go up at one time and not all 11 go down at one time, of course, unless it's the year of COVID. Now, mm -hmm. that's a different story. Those are big catastrophic events that we cannot foresee in the future, obviously. But should we be in all 11 sectors or do we really focus on the top four? Because if four are always going up and then two of the four slowly start to come down, don't you think there's probably two more that are going up if two are going down. So it's just simple math. I mean, that's that's how we manage our active managed portfolios. Very simple. It makes complete sense to people. A lot of people, when they come in and we do a portfolio x-ray, Randy, I'm going to tell you, it drives me nutso, but they'll have 50 to 70 different stocks and funds in their portfolio. And, you know, famous company that does this, it makes no sense to me, is like Fisher Investments. I'm not saying they're bad, ugly, good, indifferent, or whatever. I'm just saying it's like they're just throwing the dart at everything and hoping something catches. Mm -hmm. And what we find is it's a massive amount of overlap and a massive amount of risk, and none of it makes sense. There's no real plan. All they know is if we put some good old Colgate, we put a little Amazon in there, we put a little Home Depot, the client won't know, and they just think that we're just picking some of the best stuff and we're going to look so good and so smart. And really, it's just the dumbest plan in the whole world because you don't need really more than 20 to 30 if there's only 11 sectors and we should only really be heavier in four of those 11 sectors. I mean, this is common sense. This is my strategy. And this is how I, I figured it out over time. And doesn't mean my strategy is perfect. Doesn't mean I'm going to have the winning sectors. But if I get two out of four right, you know, we're in the money, right? 
And so, again, defensive plays, that's, that's what it's about. How do you play defense? How do you play offense when it's time? Because right now, Randy, Amazon, as of the other day, was at $89 a share. Mid-October, Amazon was at $119 a share. And I told a couple of clients, let's wait. Let's not buy it yet because I have a feeling it's going to come down another 20 based on everything that I study here. Well, it didn't come down another 20. It came down another 30. And a couple of clients said, Sharice, what if we have lost opportunity and Amazon jumps up from $119? I said, that's the risk to reward you have to be willing to take. But me personally, I think this is what's going to happen. So either follow the way I do it or you can do it the way you want to do it. And I leave it up to the client. And guess what? It came down. And it doesn't mean it's not going to come down more because, as you guys know, when interest rates go up, you know, the tech companies tend to go down. But, you know, to me, for me personally, I, I'm a young person and I hopefully have more time on my watch. And uh, I got a good 40 or 50 years here still on this beautiful earth. So I'm probably going to go buy some of that Amazon at $89, right? And does that mean you should, the listener, should, should they be buying Amazon? And I'm not telling anybody to go out and buy Amazon. I'm telling you, come in and see me. Let me see what you already have. Let's not have overlap. And let's decide if right now this opportunity as it's presenting itself actually makes sense or do we hold off and do we play the safe game, the defensive game and, and say, hey, no, let's buy this 5% deal. I want this 555 for the next five years. Maybe I'll, I'll buy a couple of bucks of Amazon, but we want to make sense of it all. I want to show it to you on the big screen. I want to show you why we're making these decisions, but you get to make the overall decision. But we want to keep it simple, number one. That is key here. And that is what we do with a portfolio x-ray. Taking a look at what you have, what are your holdings right now? Uh, if you haven't changed anything, here's what will probably happen. You'll look and you'll find that some mutual fund manager has put you in a lot of tech stocks because that's what was working. And now you've been suffering. You've seen those losses. So to take a look at your portfolio and say, okay, here's your winners. Here's your losers. How are we going to rotate sectors so that we can put you in the places right now where that bull market is? Let's have that conversation. Let's do that portfolio x-ray for you and maybe find some of the places where we can find that growth. We can also be defensive at the same time while we're going through what we're going through. Give us a call or look at our website. This is the easiest way to do it, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. There's a big blue button there, and it says schedule your complimentary portfolio review. And when you click on that, we'll ask you to fill in a little information. You'll be on your way. Or you can give us a call at 833-368-3680. That's 833-368-3680. Take a quick break and come back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, it's ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. A lot of resources there for you. If you hit the Education tab, you'll find useful guides. There's a lot of things you can download there. You might find one that is exactly what you're thinking about right now. Maybe it's about Social Security or Medicare or your 401K or maybe you have a pension. There's all sorts of things right there that you can download. You can also look at the Event tab there, and it'll tell you 
you that we have one more Zinnia U coming up before we call it a year, and that's going to be on December the 7th, so about a month away at the Villages. So you can sign up right there, take a look, and uh, these are opportunities for you to see Sharice, hear her speak, and ask your questions about what you have as far as retirement concerns. All right, so this was interesting to me. We talk about how income, income, income. Income makes the world go round. What we need to do in retirement is build income. Well, after the pandemic and inflation and all sorts of things, has income gone down? The Boston College Center for Retirement says yes. Income has gone down. Check this out. In 2019, the median retirement income was just over $56,000 a year. Today, that number has fallen to $46,000 a year, $10,000 less. Mm -hmm. So what that means to me when I read an article like that is, is people are using the stock market to determine what their income is. So they're peeling money off the top. When the market goes down, they, they, they pull back. When the market goes up, they say, okay, I can take a little bit more. And Sharice, we've talked about that in the past. That's really not an income plan, is it? It's not an income plan, but I know this is happening. I have people coming in for the first time just saying, yeah, we didn't take as much money this year because our, our stock market accounts are down. And so, and all their money would be in the stock market, unfortunately. And I said, well, that's normal, but that's not a plan. I mean, if you're retiring or retired, the plan for your go-go years, those 10 years that you're going to be your healthiest and you want to plan shopping or traveling or gardening or just visiting the grandkids or get hopping in a camper or RV and traveling around. When you're creating plans and you're writing it down and you're seeing it, going from $56,000 to $46,000, that is really interrupting your go-go years. Of those 10 years, you're telling me one year you did less. And you, if you only have a good, healthy, strong 10-year plan before you pull back the reins on your income. So we don't want to do that. We don't want the stock market to determine what your income's going to be. It needs to be set. It needs to be on autopilot. There has to be a plan because I'm going to tell you, my clients who made $56,000 last year definitely didn't go down to 46000 this year. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think some from a lot of them went up mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. to 56000 because we have the go-go years planned out and picked out. It's pegged. It's dialed in. We know exactly where those dollars are coming from. And it's not coming from the stock market money. So we want to be very careful because there's this big conversation right now. We've heard it for years, over years. Whenever there's a stock market crash, it's called bear market rally. Oh, yeah. That means the market's going down, but then the market rallies up. And then the market goes back down even lower than it was before. But then it teases us and it comes back up again like it's doing right this second. And if you go all the way back to 2000, 2000 to 2002 during the tech bubble, you know, Enron, Y2K, planes crashing, that kind of stuff that was happening back then. We had 16 bear market rallies, and so. that's not uncommon for this to happen in times like that. So you have these very small rallies, and then we etch a little further down, and we etch a little further down. That was 33 months that this happened. Mm -hmm. And for that almost three-year period, as the market was etching down, some people were like, oh, I'm going to buy more stock with the extra cash flow I have mm -hmm. and not use it for income right now because I can buy it low and it will rally up, but then – but then it went back down. So it didn't work out for a lot of people who are living off those dollars. So we have to be ultimately more cautious than ever because we've had quite a few bear market rallies. And how many more are we going to have? 
right? And I have a lot of um, experts that we're going to play on the show next week, economists that are saying that 2023 is going to be the year of not just a recession, but a steep recession. So if we have all of the volatility that we have right now, and the economists are saying next year is where we're really going to start to feel the effects of this, there's a lot of this that we haven't even felt yet. And that's going to be coming in the next year. So if you are on the edge of retirement, you're saying to yourself, I was going to retire in 2023. Should I keep working? Or, you know, this is a question I know people come in with right now, Sharice, is can I retire? Should I retire? And looking at what's going on right now and say, I could hang in there, but I'd really like to retire. But should I retire in a market like this? And what, yes. what you're saying is don't let the market determine your retirement. Exactly. I mean, I have had... I'm going to tell you, I can't even tell you how many new people are coming in saying, I need to know if I can retire. We're mm -hmm. getting to the end of the year. I, I have this pension I need to plan for. Do I take the lump sum? Do I take the income? Can I even do this? Does this even make sense? Because they're all nervous because stock markets are down. They're waiting for it to come back up. And when we, we build out the plan, we'll say yay or nay. But it seems like eight out of 10 people who walk in here, we're like, yeah, you can turn on those keys today. And they're wow. like, you're kidding me. And, you know, a new client of mine said, Sharice, walking into your office sometimes is like walking into FAO Swartz for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You mean FAO Swartz from the, the, the movie Big with Tom Hanks? <laughs> I was like, I love that movie. And he's like, and I, I put myself in my shoes the very first time I walked in there, and I was like heavenly, like chocolate-covered gummy bears, pianos you can dance on, teddy bears galore, Barbie dolls. I'm telling you, I was there when I was in high school. I yeah. was in heaven. I went, that's how you feel when you come here? He's like, yes. He's like, because every time time I come in, you got something really new and cool and really great and it's safe. And I went, oh, okay. I like that because he's retired. So Zinni is an FAO Swartz for some people. I guess. All right. So, if, if I walk into the office and you got that piano thing laying across the floor <laughs> and we start doing chopsticks together, that's going to be a big deal. We, we do give cookies and chocolates and lots of other cool things. And it's funny. I told my staff the other day, I said, I want to have more fun in the office. Can we get a foosball table in here? So when we have our one-on-one -on -one meetings, we can sit there and play foosball. My staff looks to me like I was nuts. I'm like, this is more fun. So FAO Swartz, here we go. So I, I appreciate love it. that. That's Anyways. fantastic. Well, the, the the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot. If you watch any financial news, they go, is this the bottom? Is this yeah. the bottom? And then the, the market goes up and up and up and then you know, down she goes again. So that's where we are right now. We are in a bear market. We have gone down 20%, but we're seeing these little ticks up and then down it goes again. And I think that Art Cashin along the way has said on a number of occasions is, you know, when is this going to end? He's, he's a guy who's been watching the market for 50 or 60 years, works for UBS. And he basically said, we need to have a time where it goes up, 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 and then slightly back and then up, 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 up. And what we're in right now, Sharice, and we've seen it all the time, is we go up five, six, 700 points in a, for a couple of days, and then we lose it all by the end of the week. Yes. And, and that's not that's not a trend. That's just volatility, isn't it? It is. And um, it's not a plan, especially if you're seeking that retirement planner out there and you're 50 to 75 years old and you're really trying to prep for retirement and or in retirement. It's OK to have some bucks in the stock market. We love stock market money, but this is a defensive time period where you got to play defense. Go Gators. You know, we played a good defense. Mm -hmm just the other weekend. And, you know, it's the same thing happens in the stock market. You have to play defense when it's time because this stock market, bear market rally, 
if it lasts 33 months like it did in 2000 to 2002, we're going to have some problems. And you know what? We might be in that perfect, perfect slow roll because the main election We've got a couple of years. You're so right. What if it takes us that long because people mm. need that that hope? People are hanging their hat on that very next election. Who's going to be the next president? And a lot of people are going to sit in cash and they're going to lose inflation or they're going to stay right where they're at and do nothing. And it's, it's going to be sideways and, you know, they're not planning. They're not getting creative because there's money to be made in a bear market. And so that's what we teach people here at Zinnia. Well, give us a call and let's have that conversation. You might be kind of you know, flummoxed right now saying, I'm just watching my money go up and down, up and down, up and down. And I don't want to retire when my money in the market is going to be down. Okay. All right. Well, let's have that portfolio x-ray. We'll do that for you at no charge. Let's find what's working and let's find what's not working. And then let's figure out how we can move those sectors around, be defensive and say, we're not pushing all our chips in right now. Now's not probably the time to do that, especially if you're near retirement. But let's have a defensive posture, but not give up growth. Give us a call, 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680. We'll do that analysis for you at no charge. We call it a portfolio x-ray. You can also use our website very easily, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com, and click on that big blue button there, and you'll be on your way. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's a balancing act. We've talked about that balancing act between protection and growth, but there's also another balancing act between income and taxes. How do you make sure you don't get hammered with taxes but still have the income you need to enjoy your retirement? We'll talk about that coming up on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. You can also find us online at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We have our podcast right there. You can hear the whole show if you didn't hear all of this show. You can also hear segments, and Sharice uh, has a place on her website where she has celebrity interviews, and you've got Tim Tebow and just recently Jason Aldean, and a lot of fun there. So, Sharice, uh, the podcast gathering a lot of listeners, isn't it? It really is. And, uh, you know, across the country as well, we get a lot of our clients and listeners that share our podcast with their families. And we actually help their families in other states. And it's a really neat thing. You know, Zoom has really come into, you know, amazing, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing works here in our office. And uh, it's funny. It's amazing how our time has changed and more people are listening to any podcast because they can always go back to it. And it just sends them a little teaser once a, a week saying, hey, don't forget to listen. And then mm -hmm. people share it. So, you know, definitely tune in our podcast, especially if you miss part of this radio show. You can always hear the whole thing there. And we usually have it on our podcast podcast the following Monday. All right. You can also look at our website. If you just want to navigate there, you can click on Facebook and you can see all the things that we have there as well. So all of that is on our website, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. All right. So according to the Tax Policy Center, about 40% of all American households will pay no 
federal income tax this year. How about that? that? That's amazing. I mean, earlier you said income was 56 going down to that went 46. To 46. Yeah, so yeah. If that's the case, there's got to be some other uh, levels that are just, that, I mean, lucky them, I guess. Something's <laughs> going on there. And so this is uh, Robert Frank, and he says he's on CNBC talking about why this is happening. About 60% of the non-payers make less than 30000 a year. Another 28,000 make between 30 and 60. As Howard Gleckman of the Tax Policy Center explained, the people who don't pay any income tax have very little income. All right, so this is one of those stories where you can get, you know, the hair on the back of your neck up and, and go, right. I'm paying taxes and, and the whole country isn't. And you can you can go all, you know, get off my yard on that thing too. And I get it, I get it. But I want to go at it from a different viewpoint here, Sharice, because mm-hmm. we talk about retirement on this show. I will bet you that there's a lot of people in that 40% area that don't pay federal income tax that are retired. They have low income levels in their retirement years. But I want to talk about the balance between income and taxes because we talk about income, income, income. Let's mm-hmm. let's get as much income as we can. I'm gonna you want eighty thousand a year, I'm gonna get you a hundred thousand a year. Okay. We're gonna fly first class in retirement. And that's great. I love that attitude. But right. the more income we have, Sharice, the more Uncle Sam wants. And I know that you've told me that your Social Security can be taxed, your Medicare payment can go up. How do we balance between having a good retirement with a good amount of income, but not giving it all back to Uncle Sam? Oh, this is where we do the math. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of math that gets very involved here because as exciting as it is when somebody says, Sharice, yay, get to fly first class. Thank you so much. And I say, now we got to prep for that tax bill. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what is it going to cost us? You know what I mean? Um, like, I, I'll, I'll give you a great example. Just a couple years ago, one, one of my sweetest clients in Gainesville, their income, they were used to living on $120,000 in income. But they had saved so much that I said, what are you guys going to do with this money one day when you pass away? Oh, well, we don't really have beneficiaries or anything like that. I said, what do you want to do in retirement? Well, we want to travel. I said, you know, do you want to fly first class, you know, or they're like, well, we've never done that. I'm like, well, let's add that to the plan. Do you want to book a cruise and be in a suite or balcony? Well, we've never done that. Well, let's book that in. I said, because you have a huge issue and it's called an income issue because all their money was saved in their IRAs and they're going to be forced to take out 200 grand out of these IRAs when they turn 72 anyways. That's a big RMD. <laughs> it is. So wow. it's like, we're, ta- we're you know, we worked on converting some of the IRAs to a Roth, but there's, you can't move enough. That was the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, then you might as well just live on the income. I mean, they plan to retire with $100,000 in income. And I said, no, you need to minimize and get stuff out of this IRA. You need to start living on this money now because taxes are going to hurt you more later. And they're uh. like, so they had an income problem and they didn't even know it. They went, so you're telling me that we really do need to live on 200000 And she looks at her husband and she went, honey, can we spend that much money? <laughs> Looked at her. He's like, honey, I think so. <laughs> and it's so funny. And it's, it's hard to coach people to do that. But guess what? There's a little bit of a tax bill on top of that. Yeah. So shucks, you did so well. You have to pay taxes on it. You know, you don't get to keep all of it, unfortunately, right? But you're still able to spend more money. But people have this ticking time bomb they have to worry about. Those your 401ks and IRAs. And if you saved really well in it, you did such an amazing job. 
when you're 72, what's going to happen is you're forced to pull it out anyway. So why don't we just start working on that plan now, live life in our go years the way we should. We're, we're not going to you know, run out of money based on our client's portfolio and what we had set up for them. So that's a nice thing. And that's always people's worries. But then at the same time, Sharice, how do we minimize taxes? So we had to go through that plan because the other thing we have to worry about was their Medicare because they were going to embark into Medicare in a couple of years. And I said, at that income level, $200,000, you know, Medicare Part B premiums going to be probably a little bit higher. Yeah. And uh, they said, oh, it, well, is it worth it having a higher income if we're going to pay more in Medicare? And so I said, let's do the math. And, and I said, well, here it is. Is it worth it to you to pay a little bit more in Medicare? And they went, well, yeah, actually. And then they would say, well, Sharice, we came to your class and you talked about Social Security provisional income taxes. And they said, how do we pay less taxes on our Social Security checks? And I said, for you guys, you cannot get around it. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who can get around paying so much money on their Social Security and the taxes. But for them, they had saved so much money in IRAs and they had really nice Social Security checks and they had to pull money out of their IRAs to live on. And they're going to be forced later. I said, so I, I said, unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with this provisional income formula and you are going to be taxed at the highest rate when it comes to your Social Security that you're going to be living on. And I said, but we can't get around that. But we did the math. I said, if you delay Social Security and or take it earlier, here's the math. Does it make sense? So we had to make some decisions. So we have to have checks and balances and income and taxes. It goes round and round and round and income has to go up to keep up with inflation and taxes have to go up because mm -hmm. we and yes. Uncle Sam has some debts to pay back. And that's just the way the economic cycle works. And that's what's going to happen. But if we plan ahead of time and you give me a little time, we do a little work, we can take some of those dollars from those retirement accounts and roll them over to a Roth. And that's one of the big questions today, Randy. People are coming in, Sharice, how much should I roll from my retirement accounts now into a Roth? Why taxes are on sale for the next couple of years. And then the next couple of years after that, in my opinion, taxes are still on sale, but not as, as great as they are right now. And mm -hmm. should we do it? Should we not do it? What's it going to cost me? And we're having to do that tax plan because the whole point is in five and 10 years from now, when taxes go up and you're forced to pull money out of those retirement accounts called your required minimum distributions, it is going to be a heavy load and it's going to be very painful, especially as taxes go up. So do we or don't we? This is what we do here at Zenia Wealth. Myself, Paul, Goldie, advisors, my staff, we work on this on the daily for our clients. We're, we're working in teams, making sure we're, we're doing the right thing because it's just so, so important to do it right the first time because it, it's a domino effect if you get it wrong and it's going to be very costly in the future. Not that we can predict the future, not that we can predict taxes are going to double in 10 years and or go down in 10 years, but we plan for the worst case. And if the best case happens, you know, this is more cash flow in our pockets. So the idea, I mean, the, the definition of the word plan is to put together a strategy for the future. And I think that tax planning means that you're working today to help yourself not only for one year from now on April 15th, for all the April 15ths to come. Right. So to to know that the more income you have and you've done a great job and you've saved and you put together a great retirement for yourself and congratulations, we love you for that because so many people haven't. But you've done a great job, and now why get hammered in taxes in your retirement years? You think your biggest bills are going to be for travel and probably for health care. But then you find out your biggest bill in retirement 
goes to Uncle Sam. And that's not what anybody wants. So let's do that portfolio x-ray for you and let's figure out where your money is, not only from a growth standpoint and from what's holding you back standpoint, but let's do that analysis for you about does this give us some tax problems down the line and can we do something right now in order to alleviate some of that? Give us a call. Go to our website. We'll do that analysis for you. We call it a portfolio x-ray and we'll do it at no charge. 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680 or online at zinniawealth.com. Click on that big blue button there. We'll ask you to fill in a little information and you'll be on your way. Now, Sharice, you mentioned IRAs and you mentioned age 72 and having to take that money uh, at a certain point in your life. Age 72, Uncle Sam says, you got to start taking money out of your IRAs and your 401ks. Now, you just had somebody who got advice elsewhere and that advice actually was wrong. Tell me that story. Oh, goodness gracious. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so a client of mine, sweetest guy ever, and uh, Snowbird comes back and forth. When he comes back into town, he comes in and sees me. And he said, Sharice, I got a bone to pick. I went, okay, pick it. <laughs> and he says, I just went to my CPA last week. And my CPA said, you were wrong. I'm like, wrong? I'm not usually wrong. What was I wrong about? <laughs> well, I can own up to it if I am wrong. He went, you said we could take an RMD that required minimum at age 72 mm-hmm. out of each one of our retirement accounts. And we have like five retirement accounts with him. And he has one of his own. Mm-hmm. And so the plan was to take it out of one of my accounts that had a fixed rate. And that was the plan. He says, well... I've already changed that plan. I talked to my CPA and my CPA said I had to take an RMD out of each individual account. And they're in different places, different custodians, different investments. And he's like, it's really been a pain in the butt. And your staff is, you know, working on the paperwork to do it. And I didn't tell him why I was doing it, but I'm a little upset. And I went, okay. I said, so I'm sure your CPA is quite lovely. And I'm sure your CPA is very busy. And I said, that is not true. And I said, you got to trust me. I've been doing this a long time and I'm, I'm not a CPA, but I know what the CPAs know. Okay. I know enough to get in trouble, but I know the rules, especially for the retiree, because that is my niche. And I, I bleed that conversation with retirees and we want to make sure we do it right. So I had to pull up the IRS website and I turned it around and on the IRS website, I said, do you believe the IRS website? He went, well, yeah, unfortunately. And it says, you are allowed, it literally verbatim said, you are allowed to take your RMD out of each and every account, or you can take it all out of one account. Just so it's the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's the right amount. He went, I've been working with the CPA for 25 years. You're telling me she didn't know this? I went, nope. Wow. And I said, that is the difference between the CPA who, you know, collects the data. They do the QuickBooks. They they do do the data collecting. That's their job. Their job is not financial planning. Their job is not to figure out what accounts to take it out. And a lot of them miss the beat a lot of times because, you know, they got a lot going on. There's a 284-page tax thing they're reading through and still trying to dissect. And I said, and this is why you have a retirement planner in your life at the same time because you your CPA should be coordinating with your financial planner, your retirement planner. And I said, this is why we like people you working with our CPAs because they understand what I'm saying because I coach them up, they coach me up, and we're all kind of full circle here. He went 
Good God. He's That's like, a I've great got to change point. all of this. <laughs> I mean, this is why you created the Financial Service Center is because you have down the road or down the hallway uh, a CPA and you have an estate planning attorney and you are all talking and you can just walk down and say, OK, let's talk through this. And that's where I think, you know, you go out and maybe you have had a long relationship with a CPA and you have an attorney who's on the other side of town. And now you have a financial advisor, a retirement planner, and now you're trying to get all these people to talk together. And then you find out that some of the information might, A, be wrong, or B, that whatever you're doing with one person isn't working with the plan from the other person. That doesn't make sense. I know. Do you ever play chess or checkers? Sure. Okay, so checkers is pretty easy Mm -hmm. to master, right? Chess is harder, right? Yeah, certainly. So when you go into these individual firms, whether it's the accountants or the financial advisor, think of the game of checkers. It's it's easy. You just do what you're supposed to do in your little silo, the the accountant silo, and and or the financial advisor silo. But then when you have a home that has estate planners there and you have accountants there, it's more like a chess game. It's a little trickier, but... The solution and the problems are a lot quicker to get to, especially if you're good at it. So here at Zinnia, it's not a checkerboard. It's more like a chessboard. And our job as a retirement planning firm, registered investment advisory firm, fiduciary firm, is to place things in a certain place. Okay. Until do we want to be in checkmate, Randy? Are you familiar? No, I would not want to be Chess? in checkmate. That means you no. lose. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so we, we want to keep that from happening. And the way we right. keep that from happening is having those conversations with our attorneys, having those conversations with our CPAs, and it's all well-rounded. If this client had listened to the accountant, you know, who's playing checkers over there in their little silo, which is fine, they're great at what they do, then he would have made some big mistakes because he was going to pull money out of an IRA that he was managing himself that just took losses. Uh So, you know, we got to put the chess pieces together and we want to take away and put in and maneuver the way that it should be done. And I'm so glad that he called me and told me about this because I would have been really upset to find out a year later that he pulled money because he had to out of an IRA because of his age from an account that just lost when the plan was, hey, we're pulling it out of this one account. And so, and that's is why you should have these reviews with your financial advisors. This is why everybody should be involved. So the stuff like this does not happen. So in, in carpentry, they tell you to measure twice and cut once, right? So if you're mm-hmm. if in, in your retirement, kind of do the same thing. You're going to get your advice. You're going to check it out and, and make sure that it all works with everybody who is supposed to be working for you in your retirement planning. And if you don't have a, a team that is working in all three areas here, in the investment side, in the tax side, and the estate planning side, why not? Because it's going to take that three-pronged attack and maybe even more in order to get you through retirement and have all your bases covered. We do that at the Financial Service Center. Sharice has access to these people. She has built business over these years and then built these relationships with the people and then said, well, why don't we all get the same strip center here? You know, let's, <laughs> let's get together and make it easy for our clients so they don't have to chase all over town. Give us a call and let's do that work for you. It's 833-368-3680, 833-368-3680, or online at zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. You're going to see a big blue button there. It says schedule your complimentary retirement review. When you click on that, we'll ask you to put in a little information there, and our team will reach out. Let's get a date on a calendar before the end of the year. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back. There are some changes to the retirement planning rules that are going to take place in 2023. 
Uh, it's more than just, you know, moving up how much you can contribute. We'll talk about those things and how they affect you coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Online, you'll find us at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. If you're looking for our podcast, you will find that on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you check that out as well. Tell all your friends. we got a lot of great information there for you. You can hear the entire show or segments of the show as well. All right, so inflation has been something to really moan and groan about over this last year or so. But according to the IRS, they're going to help us out. In 2023, the IRS is going to adjust the tax brackets up. They are going to change the standard deductions. They are going to change the retirement contribution levels, the gifting levels. And for the first time in 20 years, they're going to change the RMD tables of that money that we have to take out of our IRAs. So in a 401k right now, you can put in 20500 That moves up. 22,500 and if you're over 50 years old you can put an additional 7,500 so that's that's $30,000 that you can put away in a 401k in the Roth you can put away another $7,500 if you're over 50 years old and then the gifting is going to go from 16,000 to 17,000 so some good things happening there we can put more money away for retirement but Sharice we're talking to people right now who are probably 55 and up, maybe 60 up, maybe 65 and up right now listening to our show. Right. Should somebody do that? I mean, if they're still working and they're 62, 63 years old, should they put more money in a 401k and have more tax deferred money when they get into their retirement years? Or should we be looking at putting money elsewhere? It's a great point because we talk on the radio about why are we converting our 401ks and IRAs over to a Roth? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about that, the people who are saying, yeah, I'm going to max out my 401k, I'm going to max out my IRA, you should be thinking, well, should I really be doing that? So we have to weigh our options because if you can max out a 401k and for a total of $30,000 a year, the question is, is it better to, if you're over 50, to say, okay, let's first fund our 401k mm-hmm. up until the match. Okay. So we get our, our free match because after that, they don't give you more than that, right? Right. And then should we max out a regular Roth IRA? Because if they're going to allow $7,500 a year for you to put into a Roth IRA, I prefer you to put as much as you can in that 401k up into the match. Don't put the $30,000 in there just yet. Mm-hmm. Then max out that Roth IRA mm-hmm. up to seventy five hundred, and if you have more money you want to put in because you're really trying to save, 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 then maybe go back to that four hundred one k. Even though you don't get the match for those extra dollars, but is that really the best idea, or should you be taking the cash after you pay the taxes on your checks and contributing those dollars to a taxable account in the future? Because capital gains, short term or long term, sometimes they're 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 higher and they're lower than regular ordinary income taxes because all IRA and four hundred one k money is taxed at ordinary income levels, and. At least if you take those dollars and put it into like a brokerage account, we can at least do tax loss harvesting to hopefully lower taxes in the future. So you have to ask yourself, why am I not putting a few bucks in a taxable account, which we put it that would be like a trust account or TOD or individual account or a brokerage account? 
Why don't we max out our, our Roth IRAs with our advisor at 7,500 and then put the rest that we have left over up into the match and or more into the 401k so we can have three tax buckets. So a lot of people, they come to my office, Randy, they don't have three tax buckets. They have usually just a tax deferred bucket. That's mm-hmm. your, your IRA, your 401k. I prefer a client. I have so much more leverage to have a Roth IRA, a tax deferred bucket, and a taxable bucket so I can do the tax loss halving so that I can have the tax-free income from the Roth and then we can work on the, the retirement dollars also. So it just it's nice to have all three buckets in a portfolio because it just gives us, like I said earlier, leverage to bounce around when taxes are up or taxes are down and it bounces around on which of one of these three types of tax buckets do we put the dividend portfolio? Which one do we put? What type of investments do we put in that Roth? All that money in that Roth, as long as you're 59 and a half and you've had it for five years, all the growth is tax-free. So should we have like the tech stocks in there versus having an IRA, right? And then a taxable account. So we have to be very careful. So each tax strategy and each tax bucket has to be in a very particular investment if you're trying to maximize all dollars across the board for Uncle Sam and for your personal investments, right? So, but remember this with the Roth IRA. If you make too much income, you cannot contribute to that Roth IRA when you hit certain thresholds. So that's the unfortunate thing. So I cannot contribute to a Roth IRA, but a lot of companies out there, they have put together in their 401ks, they have now added... Roth 401ks. Mm-hmm. So I would rather you use the Roth 401k if you can't come to me and open up a Roth IRA because in the Roth 401k, there's no income limits or, and thresholds. So just remember in that Roth 401k, what you put in is considered the Roth, the tax-free money in the future. But what your employer matches, that's always going to be the taxable amount later. Good. That's your IRA money. So there's there's so much to think about here, Randy. And if anybody picked up on a half of that, I'm proud of you. Just go ahead and pat yourself <laughs> on the back because this is a very convoluted tax conversation that we don't really like to dig deep on radio because confusing. But when you come to my class, our last class is December 7th in the villages at Brownwood. Mm-hmm. We actually talk about having the right tax dollars and the right types of investments for so many different rhymes and reasons and why it's important to have taxable dollars, tax-free dollars, and tax-deferred dollars. And a lot of people are like, what did Sharice just say? And we explain that in the class. So I really encourage people to come to that last class because, hey, there's no better time than the present and it's getting close to the end of the year and you might be to make some moves and maneuver around that can make your your taxable buckets and your tax write-offs in the future a little bit better. So so as you hear these stories about we're able to put more money away, the tax uh, brackets are going to change, the deducts are going to change, and all of this looks really positive. But before you make those moves, why not visit with Sharice and have a tax strategy? Maybe it's better to pay off some debt, pay off the house, pay off the credit cards, pay off the cars, do things like that to get yourself in a good position for retirement. Maybe we go into that defensive mode that we talked about earlier in the show. Lots of options there. So let's talk through them. Give us a call, 833-368-3680, or online, easiest way is zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. Click on that big blue button there that says schedule your complimentary retirement review, and our team will reach out to you. Sharice, I'll give you the last word for today. All right. We talked a lot today about being defensive while the stock market's doing this bear market rally. We talked about income. We talked about taxes. We're heading out to the end of the year here and Thanksgiving's going to be upon us and then Christmas. So let's get to planning, come in and see us, see if we can do anything with tax loss harvesting before the end of the year, if we can do any uh, Roth conversions by the end of the year. 
because we're going to be shutting down here mid-December. So we appreciate you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Live by design and not by default. And we'll see you here next week. This has been Retirement Coffee Talk. To find out more about how the strategies we've discussed on this program can build the retirement you've been wanting, call Zinnia Wealth at 352-368-3680 or visit us online at zinniawealth.com. Join us next week at this same time for Retirement Coffee Talk here on 97.3 FM, The Sky. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.